Okay, songs with the word bet in it. Um, head first slide into Cooperstown on a bad bet by Fall Out Boy. <laughs> um, bet that by Bow Wow. I bet it stung, Tegan and Sarah, my fave. Bet on it, a high school musical? Yes, that is not on the list. Um, I'll bet you a kangaroo by Olivia, Olivia Newton-John. Stephanie, it's a lot of betting. It is. Um, I bet you have a reason for it. It's this week's episode. We're talking all about gambling. Also, Super Bowl Sunday is eclipsed by even bigger news, Kylie, and Native American updates. That's like the most random intro ever. The best? intro ever the bet intro ever oh that was good (laughs) um stephanie let's record this shit out of this episode asap because mere minutes ago kylie jenner released a video it's 12 minutes long and i couldn't watch it because stephanie came through the front door with all the sass so we're recording now let's go what are we talking about real life is happening um, real you can life watch is Kylie. her video later. Kylie is real life, Stephanie. Is she? Yeah. You think she's living a real life? Yeah. She has a chicken and now a child. <laughs> yes. One and the same? This we don't know. This all makes sense now. <laughs> um, that's a current event for the week. <laughs> Wish I could talk more about it, but I didn't get to do any research on it because here we are recording instead of paying attention or as i like to say keeping up with the kardashians what else did you learn this week not kardashian related hmm that's a good one stephanie um hmm, i should have come prepared but i'm a little scatterbrained right now because i'm freaking out about kylie the super bowl is happening today hasn't happened yet just the puppy bowl so far yeah um (laughs) kara really is Focusing. I cannot focus right now, Stephanie. In on things that like, she wants to zoom in on. All I'm thinking about right now. I'm like the Super Bowl. She's like the Puppy Bowl happened. <laughs> all I can think about right now are the three seconds of the video that Kylie posted that I got to see before I was like. I could not care less about the Kardashians. I could not care more. K sounds could not care less about the Kardashians. I could not care more. Can't care less. Kardashians. K K L K K K M. Anyway. Can't care more. Any uh, Trump happening? Oh wait, can I? I finished my puzzle. Can I tell the listeners? Great job, Kara. <laughs> um, Trump happenings. The big thing this week was the memo that got released that Devin Nunes was like, it's going to be huge. It's going to prove that the whole Russia investigation is a scam. And um, it proved that Devin Nunes altered the memo before submitting it or whatever, disclosing it to the White House. So it actually didn't prove anything. Um, and that honestly, like, took over the news for the week. The State of the Union was this week, where Donald Trump didn't have anything to say about Mm -hmm. any new policies, so it was like, that's the whole point of the State of the Union, and that's really the only reason that anybody watches it. Like, you know, I mean... Basically nothing happened. Yeah, literally, this was... Wow! We haven't had a down week since, like, 2015. (laughs) This is crazy. No wonder I'm so hyper-focused on Kylie right now. 
That's the only thing that's happened this whole week. Um, also, I finished uh, The End of the Effing World. Okay. Which was so good. Everybody um, should go watch it. I tried to get into it, and I was like, I am so bored with this. It was awful. What? How many episodes did you watch? There's only eight, and they're only 20 minutes long. Yeah, I watched 17 minutes of the first one, and I was like, I'm falling asleep. I was so bored. And honestly, I actually I had really high expectations for it. Because you said it was really good, and My Favorite Murder, which is another podcast, they talked about it on there, and they said it was really good, so I was like, oh, I will absolutely love this. And I was just Anyway, I really liked it. Oh, well, that's cool, Stephanie. I'm like, so happy Yeah, for you. let's not talk about how, how Kara doesn't like it, because she didn't even watch it. I did! Um, but I read this article before watching it that was like, if any of this any of these things on this list trigger you do not watch it and it was like murder um like mental imbalance dogs dying animals dying um humans dying blood uh excess of blood and i was just like "Uh uh-huh 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 yeah i think i'm still gonna watch it and then it was still really good but all those things were in there so you are squeamish like don't watch it so concerned about that, concerned about Kylie, concerned about the end of the fucking world, concer- concerned about the literal end of the fucking world also. Let's move on to our topic, gambling. Gambling. Um, have you ever gambled before? <laughs> um, I bought a lottery ticket when I turned 18. Uh-huh. Is that it? Yeah, I didn't win anything. That's okay. it. That was it. Mm-hmm. That's the You've extent. never played slots before? No. Um, Please, girl, I was raised in the Bible Belt. We do not gamble. Um, interesting, because I did look that up, like religion and gambling. Good. What can you tell me about it? Well, there wasn't anything on, like, Christians in general, but Catholics specifically, like, are fine with it as long as everything is fair and, like, you're not doing it greedily or like as as long as like it's just for fun and it's I not... literally just pulled a muscle cocking my head so hard because I can't believe that because in like most every single area my parents were very strictly religious but a lot less strict than Catholics and my parents were like, I mean, alcohol, whatever, you're gonna drink alcohol, like drugs, okay, you're probably gonna smoke someday. But gambling, my parents were like, absolutely not. Like, red line, hard liner, because of Jesus, not because of their own gambling, like, you know? Because of Jesus, yeah, period? Because, be, period, because Jesus doesn't want you to gamble, you know? Like, he says it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know... Hates gays, hates gambling. XOXO, Jesus. That was a one whole chapter of the Bible. Yeah, you didn't get that Just those sentences. <laughs> um, I know Jewish people, like, I don't... It's frowned upon to gamble. But, yeah. I mean, my grandma, devout Catholic, used to play the same numbers every week. And Ugh. they used to go to casinos. Actually, funny story, my grandma and grandpa went on their honeymoon and they like didn't have that much money when they got married as most people probably it's happening. Yeah. To. Um it's tough. and there was a casino at the hotel and my grandpa won money. And oh my god. Like won enough money to upgrade their room. Oh my god. That's like, amazing. So cute. Um 
yeah, two devout Catholics playing the slots. Anyway, I've played slots before. Where do you play? Like, what are slots and where do you play it? Well, I did, the last time I did it was in the Bahamas. There was a casino in our hotel. And I just, like, did one dollar and I made four cents. Like, I do penny slot. Like, I don't, my brother really likes playing poker and, like, blackjack and all that stuff. But I just don't care enough. I think, okay, actually, there was one night when I was an RA in college that we had casino night. And it was seriously so much fun, mostly because there was no money risk. Um, but I got really, really into it, so maybe I should make a trip to Vegas. I bet I'd probably be pretty bad. Probably. But I would love to get drunk. I feel like it's a different experience, like, if you went to Vegas versus, like, to a, like, elegant casino where everybody, like, dresses up and is drinking versus, like, me in a swimsuit in the Bahamas casino. Do you remember when we went to school in Georgia and there was the one casino on the way out to Tybee? No. Okay, that's cool. Anyway, um, moving on, what else did you learn about gambling? (laughs) Well, actually, the first casino was in Venice in 1638. Wow. But, I mean, people were gambling, like, since the 10th century. Yeah, 10th century. I actually almost read, uh, when you said it was in Venice, I was almost like, wow, in Rome? That's crazy. But they're, like, two cities, not not a country in a city. I I read somewhere today that, um, you know, today is in 10 minutes ago when I started doing research, um, that gambling goes back to also... When Jesus was all like, casting lots, cast your lots, whatever that means. Learned about that when I was studying the Bible in fifth grade, but obviously I've forgotten it since then. Yeah, the way that you've been talking about religion in this episode makes it sound like you, like, were sleeping through. I was trying to. (laughs) It was like, my parents dragged me to church every Sunday and every Wednesday, and then I voluntarily would go every Saturday. And... Occasional Thursday nights also. Stephanie, that's four out of seven days spent at the church. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of time. Um, Yeah, I've tried to forget most of it. Okay. Let's move on to the different kinds of... (laughs) Stephanie, this whole episode is just you telling me to move on. Because you're just, like, getting stuck on what we're talking about and just, like... I'm just, like, really into religion right now. Yeah. Let's talk about the different kinds of betting and gambling you can do. Okay. Um, first, there's fixed odds betting. Whatever that means. Which is when you are have like a specific um, betting odds and a specific specific price when you make your bet. So, for instance, you are betting on a horse at a horse race or uh, okay. a sports team, and your odds are five to one. Stephanie, this is so crazy that you would talk about betting on a sports team when it's the Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, it's like so, crazy. It's like so appropriate. It's almost like you planned it. It is like I planned it, but I didn't. And I also oh. watched every single Ocean's movie this weekend, Ocean's 11, 12, and 13, which all, yeah. which take place, well, 12, uh, 12 doesn't, but, but 11 and 13 take place in casinos, which is really funny, but I decided the topic last week. Anyway, Wait, um, I think um, when I was little, my dad was watching one of the Ocean's whatever movies, and I was like, oh, can I watch? And they were like, no, it's about gambling. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the third one is literally them, like, messing up the casino's, like, 
intake of money. My parents were probably just like, no, because we're nervous that you're going to grow up and be this person. I mean, yeah. It's a struggle. The first one is about robbing it. The third one is about, like, messing up the odds. Anyway. Anyway, Stephanie, moving on. The next kind of betting, uh, paramutual betting. Can I guess what that is? It's where you bet on your doctor's abilities to save your life. Yes. I knew it's like your doctor has to tell you the odds of him messing up before they start. And if you guessed what the odds were, that he will save your life. But if not, imagine like you're going to surgery and your doctor's like, you have a one in five chance of coming out. No, imagine he's like, okay, cool. What do you think your chances are that you survive this? And you're like, I don't know, one in four. And And then all the nurses place bets too. (laughs) And then uh, whichever nurse is like correct or closest gets to actually go into surgery. Everybody else has to wait outside. Yeah, That's like Grey's Anatomy episode. But I'm sure it probably came right after the Grey's Anatomy musical episode. Ew, what? That's, that's when I stopped there watching Grey's. There was a Grey's... musical episode? Yes, remember when Glee came no, out? I, no, no. I, I was asking a different question. No. Remember I when Glee, Glee came out? I from my memory. Okay, during that time, uh, like maybe right before that when High School... Okay, well, not right before, but like High School Musical came out, Glee came out, okay. a few other shows were doing like musical renditions of things. For some reason, Grey's Anatomy also did a musical episode. It was so bad, it made me stop watching the whole show. So, who knows? Well, paramutual betting does not have anything to do with doctors. I bet it does. It's the betting system where all bets are together in a pool. So, um, the winners, all the people who bet on the winner split the amount that was put in. That sounds like a lottery. Yeah, this is just the real name for it. Well... I don't know if I would call it the real name. I would call it an alternative name. But also, lottery is one winner. Not if it's like the Powerball. Okay, well, this is like Powerball. this is like you and I both bet on the same uh, team, and so everybody who put in money, we get to split the money between the two of us because we both bet on the same winner. Do you want to place bets on the Super Bowl today? No. Okay, I'm betting the Patriots will win. I'm not going to bet any money because I'm really broke right now, but I'm just going to bet, um, I don't know, like a, a cup of coffee. I'll bet you one cup of coffee that the Patriots win. Winner takes all. No, that doesn't make any sense because what if I want to bet that the Patriots will win? You can't. I already did it. So then I won't take you off on it. Okay, Anyway, (laughs) then I guess we're not betting, Stephanie. Um, and then more specifically, pool betting is when you don't know the price you will get back because you don't know how many is going to join in. Yeah, until the very end, or like until the betting stops. Okay. So you're kind of in the dark if you're going to make a lot or a little. Like Mm. you could be up against like one person or whatever. It's like solitaire. Sure. Online. Um, arbitrage? Albatross. It's a bird. A-R-B-I-T-R-A-G-E. Arbitrage? Arbitrage? Girl, I don't know. I cannot. Um, this kind of betting is when you're placing a bet on every single outcome with different companies so that you always make a profit because... Okay, that's the kind of gambling that I want to do. Yeah. That's smart. Or not smart, but you know. Um, seems really stressful. 
No, just seems like you would spend a lot of money. Yeah, well, yeah, you have to have a lot of money. You're placing about on every single outcome, and then... But then, like, okay. what if you spent more on everything than you make back on the winner? Well, Stephanie, then I would like to bet you one coffee that the Patriots win, but also one coffee that... No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, Stephanie, I'm going to bet you one coffee that the Patriots win, and I'm going to bet Zach one coffee that the Eagles win. Okay, that, that makes, makes sense, sense, because it has to be with two different companies. Girl, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one that I have is called spread betting. <laughs> Which sounds really gross when you say it out loud. <laughs> it sounds like bed sweat, bed wedding. Ooh, bed sweating. Spread bedding. Spread wedding. Is when you're wagering on the outcome of an event based on accuracy. So you could be like, I bet you $100 that this team will win, but I think they're going to win by seven points. Oh, yeah. Or I think they're going to win by a touchdown. And every, wow, like nice. one touchdown. And then if. Um, they do win, but they win by two, like, every touchdown that they win more than that, like, my bet you get will go money? down. Oh. Because I'm betting exactly on one touchdown, so the further I get from the result, like, it's, um, my bet will change. Is, uh, The Price is Right gambling? No, it's like a game show. Okay, it's all the same in my book. In, in my parents' Jesus book, also called the Bible, it's all the same. Well, the price is right. You're not putting in any money, right? I don't know. How do you? No, you're how not. do they get selected? You're just guessing, and then you win money. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's correct, but yeah, let's try to get on and just they see put what an oven in front of you, and you're like, I think that's worth three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Also, that show was never fun when you were a child because you're like, how am I supposed to know yeah. how much Tide Pods? I mean, cost? I literally just said an oven cost three hundred fifty nine dollars. Do you know that? I don't know. I don't know. I've never had to buy. I don't an oven even know if life. that's close or not. I literally today somebody posted on Facebook and was like, "These houses are worth like five hundred thousand dollars," and I'm and I like can't buy. It. And I was like, I don't know how you know how much a house is worth right now. Like, yeah, who's doing? This I mean, research? weirdly, we've never had to buy big appliances. Yeah, because like we washers and dryers. It's so nice and stuff like that. We're so. living the damn dream, but I can tell you that like a microwave is like I don't know fifty nine dollars. Yeah. I mean, I've never purchased but a microwave But then a Keurig either. is like a hundred. I also have never purchased one of those. We've just been given... Yeah, well, we... I didn't realize it was that much until I actually went and looked and I was like, um... Do you I'm want sorry. a Keurig? Okay, we can discuss this after. <laughs> can you keep that in? <laughs> um, do you want to know some psychological stuff about betting? Here, let me guess. One, it's addictive. Okay, yeah, besides that. Two, it's a problem. Three, it's a gift. Is this your mom? <laughs> um, the first thing. No, I can tell you some psychological stuff about how people choose what to bet on. Okay. So you have a preference for likely outcomes. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's harder for you to make a bet on an underdog unless you like really have strong feelings for them. Right. Like you're probably going to bet on something that you think is going to work. That's like the most obvious one. That makes Second sense. Second one. <laughs> Second one is an aversion to betting against something that you love. Yeah. So it's really hard for people to bet against a favorite sports team or against a favorite political um, leader. Yeah, this is like when I was talking to Zach's dad about investing in the stock market. I was like, I think I really want to invest in these people and they're doing pretty well. And Zach's dad was like, 
I just don't like them, so yeah. I don't let anybody uh-huh. ever invest in them. And I was like, I don't know that that's the best policy. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly. I it is the same, but if it's I mean, for like ethical person, like personal reasons. No, it's just that he like didn't like the company. He was like, oh, I don't like Patagonia, so I wouldn't invest in them. Oh, okay. when I was like, well, they're doing really well right now. Okay. You know, it's like, you know, Stephanie is just like, it's like, right. you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's just like. So they did the study. Stephanie, can we? No, Kara. Okay. Just let me finish saying what I'm starting to say. Okay. They did the study at an NCAA tournament. And Some people call it NCAA. If you're into sports, you At would. this NCAA tournament, if you were into sports, they gave fans um, the opportunity. NCAA. At a tournament, they gave fans uh, the opportunity to place a free $5 bet against their team. So, like, if they were wearing the shirt for one team, they would ask, like, oh, um, we'll give you a free $5 bet uh, um, that the other team will win. Only 45% of people took the bet, even though it was free. Why would you? Yeah. They didn't have to put any money in. Only 45% of people took Because the, they don't want their team to lose. No, they just don't. They People just don't feel comfortable betting against something that they love. Okay. And the last psychological thing is that gamblers have a lot of optimism. So if you, like, if you bet on something, you're just like, no, I think I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to pull through until the very end. This is me, election season 2016. Yeah. Sobbing into my pillow at 1 a.m. being like, no, I, th- I think Donald Trump I is mean, one honestly, of I mean, honestly, I stayed up till 3 a.m., even though it was very clear Even that, though at, like, midnight it had already been yeah, decided. Yeah. Um, the tears were Also, something really funny that I found was one of the examples that I read in this article about betting was, um, which is an example of gambler's fallacy. Ooh, fallacy? Mm-hmm. Like, penis? No. Girl, Help. Do you know what fallacy is? Well, I was just thinking phallic. Yes. Anyway, um, gambler's fallacy is the mistaken belief that if something happens really, really frequently during a certain period, it will, like, stop happening. Even though the chances every single time are the same for, like, a random game or I think I'm a gambler. Everything you're describing, I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, that's me. Uh Uh-huh, yes, that's me. Yep, mm mm-hmm. Okay, so the really funny example they gave, which is really real life, is when people are like, oh, we've had five daughters. The next one has to be a boy. The next one has to be a boy. Like, what are the chances that it's going to be a girl? I'm sorry, the chances are the same every single time you're pregnant. Yeah. Also, gender is fake, so don't worry. Okay, well... (laughs) Anyway, so when people are playing casino games and they're like, well, it's landed on black every single time, the chances of it landing on black again are, like, so slim. I'm going to bet on red. And it's like, no, the chances of it landing on black are exactly the same every single time. This is why gambling is just, like, so useless because it's all just chance. Well, yeah, but also it really bugs me when people are like, well, what are the chances in that? I'm like, literally one in five. Do you want... (laughs) Stephanie, like, rolls up with an entire briefcase full of... Then, like, whips out, you know, in the old cartoons when, like, somebody will whip out a piece of paper and then a giant stack of, yeah. like, folding um, accordion-style paper falls out. No, you I You just... come into the casino and you're like, actually, if you'd like me to go over the, st- the statistical probabilities, I will. And you, like, go into it. Okay, but, like, 
when people are like, what are the chances? And there's only three things that can happen. It's like... 33.333333. But it's a very real number. And then gambler's conceit is when you believe that you're going to be able to stop while you're ahead. Yeah, you know, Stephanie, this Which, is all hitting a little close to home. I would like to stop the episode now. Yeah. So um, it's like, oh, once I make enough money, like, I'll stop. But obviously when you're making a lot of money, you're going to keep putting it back in and keep betting it, keep betting it, because you think that it's going to keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. Yeah, this is tough for me to listen to. Mm. Yeah, you believe a gambler's conceit I mean, is when you're winning a lot of money and you believe that it's because of skill and not chance, and so your chances of winning are higher because you're good at it. Like, what are you? What's hitting home for you? you said I'm just like never thinking about before. yeah, but these are all qualities that I possess in my own personal life and literally everything else. I'm like, I. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, the last one is I'm done. Gambler's Ruin. Me. Which is I'm when which is basically saying that if you have two people that are betting against each other, okay. one person has a finite amount of money, the other one has an infinite amount of money. Okay. The end result will always be that the person with the finite amount of money will Loses. end up broke. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. They're like, well, I, have, I feel like I, I came a, on came out on top of that yeah. one. They're but, like, yeah. I have a chance. Like, it doesn't matter how much money that we you start broke. with. If like if the chances are equal, then I have an equal chance. No, because they have an infinite amount of money. They like, can keep playing. The the end result will always be that you will end up with zero dollars. Um, Sounds like corporate America. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, do you yeah. want me to just finish out gambling, or do you want to? Jump in. No, I want to talk to you about some gambling. I have some fun um, trivia for you. Okay. Let me just get my notebook. (laughs) Stephanie, what do you think the most common form of gambling is? Um, Lottery tickets. Cool. Wish I could tell you, but, you know, this study I found is from 1999, so who knows if it's been updated or not. Oh, my gosh. But in 1999, yes, the most common form of gambling was I feel like that's the easily accessible one, and also it's legal everywhere. Also, also, you can be 18. Yeah, it's, like, more accepted, too, of, like... Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna get... Also... People you only pass. have to put in a dollar. And, like, like Zach's parents give this out for... Like, yeah. everybody gives out um, gambling yeah. chips. Everybody gives out lottery tickets for Christmas, mm-hmm. you know? So, now the rest of these stats are, like, current. They're, that was just the one that I found from 99. Anyway, um, it it's the second largest money maker in America. Uh, for Behind what? Under, in the land of gambling. Oh, I was like, under, um, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I don't think that's true. No, so casinos are, they top out uh-huh. um, at $34 billion, and lottery gambling is $24 billion. That's interesting like because I bet that... Oh, you're betting? Oh, you're going to bet? Uh-huh. Oh, Stephanie's betting. Bet. Yeah. Um, casinos make more money, but it's probably from less people, but lottery yeah. tickets make less money, but it's probably from, like, a really high percent of people Yeah, how many... Actually, let me go into that. So, how, what percentage of Americans do you think play the lottery per year? 70. Okay, well, chill, first of all. First of all, chill. Income inequality. Not everybody can afford that shit. 
Secondly, Se- actually, 70? statistics okay. prove a, a lot of poor people will put in a dollar. More into the poor people will play the lottery than <laughs> rich people because they see it as like a a way to get out of poverty. Um, but actually, only fifty four percent of Americans will play per year. But I was reading; I don't have the actual number for this. So back to your like more money, less people. Mm-hmm. Um, in an average trip to Vegas, which is like the number one place to gamble in America, people will spend on average like $580 to gamble within like four days. Whereas I don't think I know anybody that spends like $580 within like a whole year of that's on the lottery. Of yeah. That, yeah. That's a lot. But I mean, you're also like going on vacation. So instead of, I can't imagine, I didn't want my dad kept being like, Oh, do you want like, here's $5. Like, keep playing and then I was like okay I'll cash out uh, and I made like four cents no I would definitely put up like 250 to 300 dollars up to like a gambling don't find that fun also really funny story no but if you were like going on a trip to Vegas like the purpose of your like you were going to Vegas no people go to Vegas for other reasons no I mean except for that one lion show did that guy die People go for guy. the shows. Britney Spears had, like, a whole thing that people were going for. It's Britney, bitch. They have, like, restaurants. My mom doesn't gamble, and she's been there, like, three times. Well, I, first of all, don't believe that at all. Okay. Um, secondly. My mom cashed out a 10-cent card at a casino, and they gave her a dime. Did these guys die? That's not funny to you? <laughs> that was so annoying, Kara. <laughs> Well, to be clear, I asked the question before you started your story. No, I said, want to hear a funny story? And then you interrupted me and said, I would put in 250 at least. Um, First of all, that story is good. <laughs> it's better if you know your mom. My brother and my dad and I all hid because we didn't want to stand with her while she cashed in a 10 cent card. Like, Slash, that's like my like dad, a baby boomer thing to my do. My dad went around the corner and made my brother hid behind slots because we didn't want to be associated I'm with surprised her. that your dad hid because We I, thought she was joking. And then mm. she went up to the window and we were like, what? No, baby boomer parents never joke about 10 cents. My mom will pick up every penny off the floor. No, first of all, teach that woman that that is bad luck. You can't just go around picking pennies up. She only picks them up if they're heads up. Okay, well, Stephanie, you need to specify. I got so concerned. Anyway, I would, yeah, I would put in a good chunk of money if I was going on a Vegas trip. I but I... I would put in a dollar. $580 is almost $600, and to spend that over four days is like... And $600 is almost, almost $1,000. Um, and that's like my whole life savings. Yeah. Okay, Stephanie, um, one in 175 million Americans will win the lottery, which is like really Wait, demoralizing. Yeah. How many? One in 175 million. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. Which state do you think plays the most? Which what? Which state do you think plays the lottery the most? New Jersey. Okay. No. First of all, New Jersey doesn't do anything. They're the armpit of America. Okay. Guess again. I don't know. They literally just produce, like, orange people at the beach. That's all that New Jersey has given us in the past 30 years. And, I don't know, like, tires, maybe? California? No. New York, Stephanie, the greatest state in the tri-state area. Uh Uh-huh. New York. 
They make $9 billion. Really caught yourself on that one. Yeah, because let's be honest, it's not the greatest state in America. Um, Looking at you, Idaho. (laughs) New York State makes $9 billion off the lottery, and North Dakota plays the least, making only $26 million. Okay, but how many people live there? (laughs) That's so true. Four. Four people live in North Dakota. Um, And... Okay, you know that I really like true crime. So, one time I was watching, you know, those, like, shitty true crime shows on ID. Yeah. They're, like, really I mean, I've never watched one. Okay, well, don't waste... I mean, do waste your time, because they're, like, awesomely terrible. But I was watching this one about this guy who won the lottery, and then... They, like, moved to Florida, and then... And he was really happy with his wife. Like, they were... Their love story was, like, adorable. Oh, wait. When did you watch this? A few months ago. Okay. I saw an ad for it. What? I saw the ad for it. Wait, really? Because my mom watches that channel. Okay. So. It looked really bad. It was so, it was terrible. But he ended up, like, getting a new girlfriend and then ditching her, ditching his wife. Anyway, it was, like, one of those stories, which is why, or not why, but, like, one of the reasons that my parents were, like, you can't ever play the lottery or gamble or anything because which is why money is oh my god i get it because money is the root of all evil which is like is that in the bible i don't know okay yeah i think so that would make sense why my parents hate gambling um slash like why i'm so poor i don't know but he um wait hold on money is the root of all evil oh my parents we're like, don't ever gamble because money is the root of all evil. And so I was looking up money facts on, like, once people win the lottery, what happens? Uh-huh. Sad story, Stephanie. 70% of winners are broke within five years. Yeah. And... They also don't get a lot because it goes to taxes. Taxes. Which Have is, you ever... My I parents mean, not are... anymore. Like, now billionaires are getting all their money. Yeah, now. but a lot of them aren't winning... They're winning less than that. Yeah. But my parents are obsessed with um, an HDTV show, or maybe it's not HDTV, but basically HDTV show where um, lottery winners are buying their first, like, real house. Wait, I think I've seen this show before. It's so ridiculous. They are, they, as soon as they win the lottery, they become so pretentious. They're like, "Mm, I don't think this bathroom is big enough. And I'm like, okay, your bathroom in your old house is a closet. (laughs) And now you're picky about the tub dimensions, like... Wait, yeah, that's one of the top things that people buy if they win the lottery. It's house, car, which seems kind of crazy because if I won the lottery, first and foremost would go to paying off my debt. And, I mean, it would, like, depend on how much I made, but also, like, probably paying off other debts that, like, people around me have. Um... And then would probably go to getting the fuck out of New York or buying a house in New York or, you know, like meeting Beyonce. You would pay? I would pay to visit Kylie's baby if I could ever fucking learn anything about her. Can we wrap this episode up? We're halfway through. Oh my God. Only halfway. Um, It's been three hours. Well, gambling in the United States is a $240 billion industry. Um, Remember when you thought that I meant that the lottery was the second largest money maker? (laughs) 
<laughs> um, it employs 1.7 million people. How? All the casinos. Oh. Yep, this makes sense. Yeah. And um, taxes from gambling contribute... In 2016, contributed $8.85 billion to state and local tax revenues, which is, like, crazy. 2016, those were the days. Where did it go? Like, that's a lot of money. Um, (laughs) If I admit, where did the year 2016 go? But also. But also. um, Asking the real questions. One thing that I was really interested in. And have been interested in, but I just, like, never looked it up, is... How do you gamble? Yeah. Is why Native American reservations have casinos, and why that's, like, a cliche, like, thing that always happens in because shows. Because it's not... It's just, like, uh, international waters. You can... It's not regulated. Right? Yeah. Ex- except why... Like... If that was the only reason, then why would their first thing they do would be just to open a casino? Like, I was like, Because why? it's a huge... Wait, okay, can I guess? Can I guess? <laughs> can I guess? Can I guess? Yes, go ahead. Okay. One, because it's a huge moneymaker. Mm-hmm. Two, because the, the like, laws of the state on gambling don't apply on uh, Native American reservations. And three, um... Because they're trying to take money back from the white man. No, because a lot of them employ white people. Boo! Um, so Nevada and Louisiana are the only two states where you can gamble statewide. Wherever Everywhere, that you want. All the other states, like it's up to the state to decide where it's legal, where it's not. But Native American um, reservations are domestic dependent nations. And they can use legal protection to open casinos. But still, like, like it doesn't, means. I don't, I that understand. That so much legal jargon. They're a d- domestic, so they're in the United States, uh-huh. dependent nation. They're, they're you keep part losing of, me. They're part of the nation, they're part of the United States, but they are, like, a separate. They're, like, um. They, d- they can open a casino, even if it's not legal. Like, anyway, uh, I understand that it's, like, a moneymaker. It gives employment opportunities to people. But I still was, like, why why casinos? Like, why did they figure out that this was, like, the best thing okay. for them to open? What did you find out? Tell I found out that um, It's the only economic development tool that has been made available for Native Americans since the white man arrived. What? Yeah. So it did go back to racism. Well, like, this is the only thing that they've been given to be like, here, this will help further your economic growth within your reservation. Like, here is a one way to, like, help grow your... This is shocking and also disgusting. Yes. Um, wow, but also it is still regulated. They're only allowed to use the money made from casinos on government, um, uh, governmental things. So they can only use it for government things or charity. Wait, so they can make money, but they can't use the money on themselves. They can't. This like like one person can't be this like owner of a casino and then profit from it. 
the money goes back into the government, which they can put into schools and uh, keeping up their community and stuff like that. But like a person can't benefit. This is just truly shocking. Slash, like, well, where do they get off telling them? I know go? exactly. Like, it's like, oh, you can do whatever you want, but like, we're but gonna regulate no. you. Yeah. Yeah. One, I can't remember where, and I can't remember the name of the tribe, but they, one tribe used a really, like, I think over a billion dollars of money that got brought in by the casino and donated it to um, a division of the ACLU to open, Mm -hmm. or to start classes on uh, Native American history. Just, like, nationwide or in, um... I should have written it down, but... Um, okay, well, but basically, like they're allowed to... A lot of them give to charity because, I mean, I assume because they want to, but also it's, the, it's only one of two things that they can do with the money. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's really sad. Also, speaking of, the Cleveland, Cleveland Indians just got rid of their very yes. racist mascot... Which, okay, we can discuss. Are we um, at the end of gambling? Well, I just wanted to just quickly talk about the Super Bowl since it is Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, is it, Stephanie? That's, like, so funny. Okay, talk to me. Um, Americans, up until the start of the game in an hour or whatever, um, will have bet $4.7 billion on the Super Bowl. Just one game. Which is crazy. And 3% will be legal bets. Whoa. 3%. I was like, but then I was like, wait, what's a legal bet versus an illegal bet? Yeah. And a legal bet is through a bookmaker and an illegal bet is through a bookie. So you can't, you can't make a bet through a privately run um, establishment. I don't, I mean, I do understand, but I am also kind of like. Like, what, we like would, what's the outcome difference? We would difference? probably accidentally make Be an illegal, illegal bet. But, like, what's the outcome difference? That um, what, does legal have to go through the government? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think they're regulated. I mean, guys, keep it illegal. Um, does this make you not want to bet on things? No. Um, it just makes me really question myself and my, like, character qualities. Uh, I realized that I can never start gambling because apparently I possess every single bad quality of a gambler. Yeah, I feel like the qualities that you need for being addicted to gambling, I don't have. And I really strongly have. Yeah. So, we would make a good team in a casino. Mm, I just get so bored. (laughs) I, here's the thing. Maybe if I was drunk. drunk. Yeah. (laughs) That was the first time that Stephanie has smiled at me all day is when I told her to stay drunk. We both said drunk at the same time. Um, well, we're both on the right track in life. Um, cool. So, what did you buy this week? Um, well, my Clarity app that we I reviewed last episode yes. told me that I spent $145. But you don't know on what? Well, 121 of it was my mm. Metro card. So bad. The other 20, I don't know. <laughs> wonder, I wonder. Coffee? No. Okay, getting home, getting, taking the bus, that's like $3. That's $6. Whoa! Big spender. You didn't buy any coffee? No. I've been making it. I also have a gift card. 
That's my guess. Yeah, they're, um, it's the Dunkin' Donuts one that you can only buy larges. Like, it's not a monetary value. You have to, it's just good for 10 large coffees, which is wow. like too much coffee for me. Yeah, their larges are huge, yeah. which I never realized until somebody came, one of my friends who drinks only Starbucks came to New York and I was like, okay, well, when you like drink coffee like a New Yorker, you don't have money to spend at Starbucks all the time. So I drink only Dunkin'. Um, and she got a medium and she's like, this is a Starbucks large. And I was like, yeah. And it's also $6 cheaper. Yeah. So welcome to the club. Um, what did you buy this week? I had a really exciting week. Okay. So it's February, which means I'm like restarting my finances because last month I ended up spending a ton of money in the first week of January, which kind of set off all of my finances because Mm -hmm. it was like Christmas break and Zach's little brother was here and whatever else. So this month I was like, I'm going to be better. And I already went crazy. Um, I spent some of my money that I, like I had extra money, extra income from last month. Mm -hmm. So I spent some of that. I bought my first pair of climbing shoes. I was already climbing in my house. I like climbed up onto the um wainscoting and wainscot wainscoting 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 climbed up onto wayne <laughs> up onto the door frame and then was like swinging my feet up they work really well uh and then also stephanie something exciting happened this week zach and i finally filed to become an official business mm. so that costs money unfortunately that costs 700 dollars to file for a business and open a bank account. Why did that cost you $700? It cost $200 to file for a business, to create a business in New York. I think New Jersey is 100 hmm. That's cool, Stephanie. That's, like, so great. Also, in New Jersey and, like, every other state, you can get by selling online for, like, a certain amount of time without having to be a business. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, like, you can go under the radar, but if in New York... If you make, like, not enough money or mm-hmm. something? But in New York, it's like, oh, you made $2, like, IRS or whatever is coming for you. They're really, really strict in New York. So one of our friends who deals with all of this kind of stuff was like, don't risk it because you will get caught Mm -hmm. and, like, you will have to pay a fine of thousands of dollars. So we became a business and then we had to open a bank account. Um, Yeah, but why'd you spend another $500? Put $500 into the bank account, Stephanie, because... First of all, I like, don't really care where my money is. Um, I mean, it's like still my money. Technically, I could pull it out and put it back into my account whenever I wanted. If you want to hear me talking about how I will never do that, go back to our episode on owning your own business. Well, now I do, Stephanie. No, but Chase has a thing where if you keep $1,000 in your account for a month or whatever, they'll give you $200. Okay. So I was like, well, why don't we just put $1,000 in, you know? Well, the good thing is, is that I have to file taxes in New York and New Jersey and other states that I do shows, but usually those two consistently. Mm -hmm. And New York is much easier to file than New Jersey. Oh, that's good. I mean... You saved something for the podcast. Girl, I saved a horror story. About a scooter? A sob story. Did you break it? It broke me. It yes. broke my heart. Because this is my childhood scooter that I gave you. Well, first of all, I bought it. For $5. 10 Was it? Yes. 
<laughs> okay, so Stephanie's mom was cleaning out their garage and was sent a picture of the scooters from Stephanie and Jack's childhood to uh, Stephanie and Jack and was like, I'm getting rid of these. And I was all absolutely not. Nobody is going to get rid of those because I must own every form of transportation in the world. Also, Jack's was like in three pieces because he had taken it apart in middle <laughs> school and never could figure out how to put it back together. <laughs> Stephanie's, of course, was not. So I was like, I want it. Stephanie's mom was like, I'll sell it to you for $10. Always trying to make a buck. Uh, always trying to make those 10 cents back. That's just crazy. Yeah. So I bought the scooter and I loved this scooter. Kara, you're past tense. I loved this scooter. What did you do to it? Well, on days when I'm late for work and I can't bike because it's too cold right now, I would take the scooter to work with me because it cuts my commute time down from 40 minutes to 30 minutes, which is great. Um, then after work this week on Thursday, I think... Maybe Friday, I went to the gym. And you left it there. And I left my scooter at the gym. Where? In the changing room? Yeah. What? Because um, <laughs> I, like, tucked it into a corner so it would be out of the way. But I, did, I tucked it in too much, and then it was out of my way. And so I forgot it there. Which I, like, told Zach last night. I kind of, like, sat up in bed and was like, <gasps> the scooter. Oh, my gosh. And Zach was like, what? I was like, the scooter. I left it at the gym. I, like, freaked out. And then today we went to a Knicks game and I left my hat under the seat. So Sarah. times, oh, it's really bad right now. Responsibility. I know. And then I opened a business account yeah. this week and I left $500 in the account. And now, I mean, yeah. like what's going to happen, Stephanie? Anyway, did you save anything for the podcast? Well, we said we were going to come back to the Native American thing um, because the Cleveland Indians just got rid of their mascot, which was Chief Wahoo. Mm-hmm. Um, which you are from Ohio. I also, I have family in Ohio. And also, both of my parents went to colleges that have Native American, that had Native American mascots when they went there, and now both currently do not. Very nice. Yeah. I, when I was little, my dad used to always tell me and my brother, like, this is not the, this is not the real mascot. Like, they changed it. Um, cause they changed it like a couple years after he graduated and he, he's of course like the very like cliche person that you think of that gets annoyed by this. And he was like, there's nothing offensive about it. Like I like, this is how it's been. This is, you can't just change it. Also, Sarah, he went to Syracuse. They changed it to just an orange, like, <laughs> wait, have you, you know that? No. It's just I'm an orange. Look it up now. It's not like an orange fruit. It's just a orange globe. And oh. he is an orange. Um, yeah, the Syracuse oranges, but not orange. No, the orange men, I think. Anyway, they did that, like, pretty soon after he graduated. And he was, like, when we were little, he used to tell me and my brother, my brother like, this is not the real mascot. Anyway, um, I never, like, understood why he was annoyed by it. And also, I was, like... You're married to an Asian woman? Like, imagine if they did that and it was, like, an Asian mascot and they just yeah. dressed up as Asian people. Like, why do, why do we have no respect for Native Americans? 
That's the conclusion of all of this. People in Ohio are annoyed that the Cleveland Indians, they're not even changing their name. They just got rid of their mascot. No, they're still the Indians. Also, how about the Washington Redskins? Can we please get rid of that name? Yeah. Well, so at the Knicks game today, they asked the players, like, who's going to win? Who will be in the Super Bowl and who will win? They asked them, like, way back before the NBA season started. And all the players were like, um... I don't even know two teams yeah. in the NFL. Like, I, how they were like, can you name off some teams and I'll guess then? And one of the guys was like, I guess the Washington Redskins. And there was like an audible gasp in Madison Square Garden as if like it caught everybody off guard. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, if I you're forgot. not used to sports teams being said all the time, then like that yeah. sounds so offensive it's because awful. it is offensive. Yeah. So the Indians, they got rid of Chief Wahoo. He's not going to be. But here's the catch. They just got rid of him on the jerseys. I don't think that they got rid of him. Yeah. And they also were saying it was because of, like, marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, can you please own up and just give? No, because, like, even. So where I grew up, where I spent the first 14 years of my life, um, it's Cincinnati Reds. That's like yeah. the team but then for high school I moved up to the Cleveland area where everybody is a big Cleveland Indians fan and they're like really diehard fans up there uh-huh. that's where my cousins live too. yeah it's honestly insane so even some people who are like I think of as being not progressive but like more progressive than their parents just not really willing to like put their foot down and say like I, I believe in these things, you know? Even people like that were like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe that they're doing this. And I'm like, do you guys realize that literally they will all still be throwing balls and hitting them out into the field? Like, nothing is changing. I know. People get so defensive. They're freaking out. One of my friends who is incredibly progressive, probably the most progressive person I know from Ohio, posted and was like, this is the greatest news ever. And literally... A million white men commented and were like, I can't believe that you would say that this is good. This is so bad. This is the worst thing that's ever happened in Ohio. Blah, blah, blah. And People like, love tradition. Even when it's, like, not... I can't stop rolling my eyes. Yeah. Like, it's paining me. Can we please, like... What are what are the chances? Are Let's Would bet. you bet <laughs> that in our lifetime... No, they're not. We never. will see a positive thing in the news for native americans absolutely not yep cool um go go pats i mean thanks for listening find us on the internet at adollarshortpod.com and follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at adollarshortpod and don't forget to email us if you have any questions comments or concerns at adollarshortpod at gmail.com all the artwork is by Zach McCurdy. The music is by Alex Previty, and everything else is by me and Kara.